If we improve the efficiency of our movement, we decrease potential for injury and we increase potential for performance. So we can take portions of those developmental milestones, those positions, that synergy that was attained during ontogenesis and utilize that to help the athletes that we work with. It could be a runner, it could be a tennis player, it could be a weightlifter. If we help them attain better synergy of deep stabilization, we help them move better and enable them to achieve what their task is or what their goal is. You're listening to Muscle Medicine, where we debunk the myths in the health and wellness world to bring you the latest updates in exercise, rehab, and nutrition from industry leaders. Join your host, Dr. Emily Kyberg, chiropractor and movement expert, as she brings you simple, actionable tips to reach your fullest potential. Michael Rintala, welcome to Muscle Medicine Podcast. You are a chiropractor in the city that I secretly want to live in, in San Diego. (laughs) You have been or still on, you can correct me here, on the PGA Tour Sports Medicine team and also an international instructor for the Prague School of Rehabilitation, which was how I found you. I went to one of your courses. So welcome to Muscle Medicine Podcast. Thanks for having me. San Diego is amazing. So you're welcome anytime. I would love to visit New York because I know that's amazing too. And I've only been there once and it was covering, this is like 10, 15 years ago, it was covering actually an adventure race, like a two day, you know, 24 hour adventure race. And I was, I was doing the medical for it and I had one, one free day and I tried to see everything and that <laughs> didn't go so well. And then you I mean, collapsed, I thought, right? I At the end of the day, much, you collapsed. <laughs> yeah, blisters on the feet, everything. But it was, it was really cool. And I've always wanted to, to come back. Yeah. I still do stuff for the PGA Tour. Not as much as I, I used to. Now that my kids are getting bigger, I, you know, there's less time. Yeah. But I, I'm still out there. And I, I help out the full-time PTs and, and trainers out there. I also do some stuff on the World Surf League Tour. Yes. Where I, I go out and I'm, I'm in that environment and help those athletes and the, the full-time practitioners out there. Yeah. And then, I'm curious, as a chiropractor who does rehab in various... I mean, I've watched your videos on Instagram, on Facebook, your wife's videos of doing a check get-up, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. How does it, you know, for people who don't know anything different than just a chiropractor that adjusts? Can you give them like a little glimpse into what that looks like? Yeah. How I practice is I'll utilize chiropractic, so chiropractic manipulative therapy. I also use various soft tissue techniques. I also integrate dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, which is helping assess the synergy of the deep stabilizing system helping assess treating and training the person to help enhance that synergy and helps enhance the function of the diaphragm. And so a usual session consists of the assessment. I usually start with soft tissue work and mobilization so that I clear out any soft tissue restrictions or, or joint dysfunction. And then with the DNS, I'll work on facilitating ideal stabilization and synergy throughout their 
their whole kinetic chain. And usually, you know, it's about 20, anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes, depending on the patient. So longer than just like a come and get adjusted five minutes. See you later. Right. <laughs> see, you, right. see you in two days. <laughs> How do DNS rehab exercises carry over to sport? So we've had Brett Winchester on. We talked a little bit about baseball. We had your friend Rich Ohm on talking mm-hmm. about weightlifting. And I'm curious... How do you describe it? Because sometimes it feels like the DNS rehab exercise is a rehab exercise. And some people are thinking, how am I going to carry this over into my sport that's like fast moving, dynamic? All of the, what we call active exercises in DNS, dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, DNS is based off of developmental kinesiology. And with developmental kinesiology or ontogenesis, which is motor development after birth, We have specific milestones that with the healthy maturation of the central nervous system, the infant is able to attain. So at three months, we have the establishment of sagittal stabilizations, and that's the the synergy of the deep stabilizers to create a fixed point that allows efficient transfer of force and load throughout the body. As the central nervous system matures from three months to two years, We go through a series of those types of developmental milestones where we get more synergy, more coordination of the deep stabilizing system, which allows higher, more unstable positions to be attained. So we go from laying on our bellies or on our backs, turning, crawling, kneeling, squatting, standing, eventually we're walking. So within all those milestones, we see squat, we see the the lunge, we see the turning, all the things that we see in human movement, and especially with sport. So with sport, we have walking would equate to not only walking, but running, the turning aspect of development and achieving that synergy with the deep stabilizing system, the kinetic chain we see with our throwing athletes. And human movement is a combination of all those. It's those postural foundations allow the anticipatory activity of our brains to perform purposeful movement. So if we have those optimal postural foundations that were developed during ontogenesis and we're able to enhance them or facilitate them as adults or athletes, then we improve the efficiency of our movement. If we improve the efficiency of our movement, we decrease potential for injury and we increase potential for performance. So we can take portions of those developmental milestones, those positions, that synergy that was attained during during ontogenesis, and utilize that to help the athletes that we work with. It could be a runner, it could be a tennis player, it could be a weightlifter. If we help them attain better synergy of deep stabilization, we help them move better and enable them to achieve what their task is or what their goal is. Yeah. That anticipatory aspect and that creating that synergy of that deep stabilization, what part of the body or the brain are we tapping into? Is this like muscle memory, motor control for like people who don't know? Yeah. Right. So when we're first born, functionally, structurally, we're immature and the the lower central nervous system levels brain stem are kind of in control the the primitive reflexes are are dominant and as the central nervous system matures by that three month point 
we're getting into the subcortical region of the central nervous system starts to mature. That's where those postural foundations are manifested or, or facilitated with that healthy central nervous system maturation. So that is, it's subcortical, it's subconscious. It, it happens kind of automatically. And from two to four to six years and beyond, we have the higher central nervous system areas maturing. So that's where we get cortical function, where we have dexterity, agility, fine, fine motor skills, and we have uh, real motor learning. So if we have those optimal postural foundations, then we can utilize that cortical integration, that integration of the environment, the somatosensory input to its full potential. And if you look at athletes, especially high-level athletes, they usually have really good cortical function. So they can really intake the environment, uh, that, that somatosensory input from the environment. And if they have those optimal postural foundations along with that, you usually, those are the ones you see rise to the top, the Roger Federer's, the Kelly Slater's and surfing. Mm. So hopefully that answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a concept in DNS that, I think can somebody sometimes be tricky to understand in terms of like layman terms. So mm-hmm. the idea of joint centration, can you mm-hmm. kind of give it an explanation as if someone wasn't a practitioner, but it's kind of like, I've heard that term before. Why is it important? Right. right. So Professor Collage, who is kind of the, the founder or developer of DNS, dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, he came up with this concept of joint centration. And basically joint centration is if you have a joint, let's say like the shoulder, you have what's called a glenoid. It's kind of a cup formation. And then you have the humerus, which is the arm bone. The humerus fits in the glenoid. And joint centration would could be defined as, as you take that arm through a full range of motion, the synergy of the musculature around that joint keep the joint in a centrated position, meaning it stays within an optimal position throughout the full range of motion, which will allow efficient transfer of load and force through that joint. It will also allow the least amount of load or stress on the passive structures of the joint. Mm. So the joint capsule, the, the ligaments. So if we have, if we have that ideal deep stabilization, that ability to create a fixed point through the trunk and the pelvis, then that also allows the joint centration throughout the whole chain of movement with the human body. So that's usually how I try to explain it. to. That's perfect. I love it. So you teach a very DNS specific course, and I'd love to dive into this because I think there's a population of people, the surfers, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. DNS really helps. And you teach the the surfing course and you're a surfer yourself as well, right? I try. You try. I'm not very very good. I feel like if like being in San Diego and never having surfed is kind of like, like it doesn't click. It's like, it's like living in Aspen and never skiing or something. Exactly. Exactly. So what are some common maybe biomechanical compensations that you see in your surfers or maybe injuries that are sometimes only surfer specific? Surfing has the fundamental 
positions and dynamic movements that you see with with all movement. The difference is they're on a, a mountain of water on a board, so there's an unstable surface. So there's challenges to their ability to maintain that ideal stabilization, joint centration throughout that the dynamic movement that they have to do. So common things that you'll see in the surf athlete, low back, hip are big ones, shoulder and neck. But it's, I mean, there's knee as well, especially now that you're seeing more and more aerial type maneuvers mm. where they come up, they go down the wave, they'll come up off the lip and they'll literally do like a 360 flip and then land back on the wave as it's moving. So with these more uh, dynamic uh, loaded maneuvers, we're seeing more and more you know, injuries in the foot, the ankle, the knee. But as far as repetitive type motion injuries, uh, we'll see more hip, low back, neck, and shoulder with the paddling and with the, the, the continuous going down the wave, up the wave, and, and performing the maneuvers on the wave. So that's kind of what we what we see most of, and it's a, a combination. Full body. <laughs> yeah, full, full body, uh, repetitives, and traumatic type injuries. Yeah. So when I think of a surfer paddling, I think of them in this kind of arched extension, right? Yeah. And then looking on the horizon. So then their neck is also looking up and an extension. So kind of almost like a yeah. sway back in the low back and then yeah. in the neck. And I know a lot of DNS is trying to train that integration of the diaphragm, which I feel like would be really hard for those surfers that are always in extension if they're you know spending hours paddling. Right. One of the key goals with, with DNS is, again, assessment, treatment, and training of that deep stabilizing system. A key aspect of the deep stabilizing system is the diaphragm. The diaphragm has two main functions with, with movement. One is respiration. So you breathe in, and the diaphragm descends, and you breathe in, air comes in, air goes out. But also to stabilize, especially in, in any position, but if we're talking about the surfer laying on the board, the diaphragm also needs to descend, create intra-abdominal pressure, but we also need the synergy of the entire abdominal wall and the pelvic floor to create alignment of the pelvic floor, the thoracic diaphragm, and even all the way up into the, the what we call oral fascial diaphragm. If they can create alignment of those diaphragms and manage the intra-abdominal pressure that the diaphragm is able to facilitate, then you'll get a unloading or uprighting throughout the spine. And if you can attain that, you have nice intersegmental extension through the thoracic area, which allows better raising of the head, better position or centration of the shoulder, which then allows better use of the kinetic chain for paddling and, and getting the board to where it needs to go. If they lose that ability, that synergy coordination and timing of that deep stabilizing system, then they lose that joint centration, the alignment of the diaphragms. Then you start to overload the joint structure, but also specifically you start to overload the transitional areas of the spine, lumbar sacral junction, thoracic lumbar, cervical thoracic. And these are the areas where if you start to overload, then you put more stress on the passive structures, so the facet joints and the discs and everything throughout the spine. So with the repetitive type injuries, we'll see those transitional areas 
with more problems. And then we'll also see that the joint structures throughout the chain of movement have issues as well. So the, the paddling, if you look at an amateur surfer versus a professional surfer, usually you'll see the professional surfer naturally will have better joint centration, better activation of deep stabilization, uprighting throughout the spine. If you look at an amateur surfer like me, it's not the same. You'll see overload in those transitional areas. So the difference with the professional surfer, they're doing it all the time, every day, and they're redlining and pushing their capacity all the time. So they have to, even though they have a more natural ability to attain it, we can still help them and en enhance that ability to maintain ideal stabilization, upright joint centration. For the amateur athlete, amateur surfer, we can help them as well. There's just usually more work to do. Yeah. Is there any specific assessment that you looked to for the surfer? So DNS has a number of specific assessments that, that we utilize. Each one of the assessments is, you know, there's a, like a seated one, there's a supine, there's prone. Definitely I look at the, the prone is the, the prone extension test, which you're familiar with. That one can tell you a lot. You can see where they're overloading. You can see if they're maintaining the, the ideal stabilization and the uprighting. So that's a particularly useful one. But then also the squat is a big one because mm -hmm. they're paddling, they're prone. And from prone, you'll see them pop up, usually from that prone. Like a, and if we're talking about developmental kinesiology, you're looking at three, four-month position a little bit of four and a half, five months, and then they'll pop right up to what we call oblique squat, which is like a 13, 14 month developmental position. So looking at squat and even evaluating them in the oblique squat position is very valuable because then you see what's happening with the foot contact on the ground, which then you could equate that to the, uh, the surf athlete on the board. Mm. So squat, the prone position assessment, also quadruped, which is on hands and knees and that the quadruped rocking, you can see the stability of the shoulder girdle and the TL junction. So those are probably the big three. But again, you know, if you have the, what I call the eye, if you develop your, your DNS eyes, where you can recognize if there's insufficiency in the deep stabilizing system, then you can use the specific exercises. You can also look at video of the surfer like slow motion video, and you can see where their insufficiencies are because that will, those insufficiencies will play into technique faults. Same thing with the golfer, same thing with, with any, any type of athlete. Yeah. Does it, in terms of like that oblique squat, does it vary from the goofy to the regular footed surfer in terms of how you, how you train them the regular foot and goofy foot is basically you're just either your left foot is forward, right foot's back or right foot forward and then left foot's back. Mm -hmm. And with the surf athlete, when they're turning on the wave, it's called an ipsilateral pattern. And where you have, you'll have support on, on one side and you'll be moving the, the limbs with the forward with the, or backwards on the other side. And it's the same whether they're goofy or regular. It's just they're facing a different direction on the board and on the wave. That ipsilateral pattern, the 
popping up on the board, going down the wave and doing a, a bottom turn and coming back up on the wave, whether it's front side, which means you'd be facing the wave or backside, your, uh, your back would be facing the wave. That's still part of the turning sequence during development, that ipsilateral pattern. So you would still assess and train the surf athlete the same way, whether they're goofy foot or regular foot. Do you, so let's say there's a dominant side. Do Mm -hmm. you train that for them to get really good at it? Or do you train their non-dominant side to find Uh, symmetry or do you train both? You do both. You do both. (laughs) So you would train the quality of the dominant side. So clean Mm -hmm. up any lack of efficiency or or joint centration. But you also want to train the the non-dominant side to help with with, uh, symmetry and uh, address imbalances that way. Because, you know, even if there's a dominant side, they still will will need to go in the the other direction or utilize the the non-dominant side. And a lot of times the non-dominant side needs to play a stabilizing role where the dominant side is doing a more dynamic or stepping forward type role. We see this with baseball pitchers. So if I'm a pitcher, you know, you'll see right shoulder pain or right elbow pain. A lot of times people just focus on training that right side. But if you don't train the left side, which has a a key stabilizing function, then you're never going to get that full ideal positioning and use of the transfer of load and force on the right side. So oftentimes a picture with a right shoulder, left elbow pain, you'll see a lot of insufficiency on the stabilizing function on that left, left shoulder, left hip, left trunk. So same thing with the surfer. If their regular foot where the right foot is back and they have to, you know, if they're mostly turning to the right because they're more comfortable with that, then we still have to train the turning and the support function on that left side to help them be more successful with the dominant side. Got it. There's a YouTube video of your wife, Maggie, that I probably watch like once a week just because I've been playing with doing the Czech getup versus the Turkish getup and using it as a movement warm-up before I do kettlebell stuff. And it literally just doing the warm-up without a weight makes me like a little sweaty and misty done properly. Like why the Czech getup, right? Right. So Turkish getup. Yeah. So uh, Turkish getup, I think is great. And within the Turkish getup, you can see glimpses of those developmental milestones that we see in ontogenesis. The goal that I see with the Turkish getup is, is usually it's like, okay, get as much weight up off the ground to vertical as it, that you can. With uh, what I, I kind of coined the term, the check getup, because with the check getup, we utilize a little more specifically the developmental sequence, developmental kinesiology and ontogenesis. So we touch on the specific milestones during developmental kinesiology or ontogenesis. And we also focus on the quality of transition from one milestone to the next. And when we do this, the focus isn't necessarily on how much weight we can get up off the ground. It's not necessarily a feat of strength, but it's using the right amount of load to resist that verticalization from the ground to standing 
And when we find the right amount of load, we can facilitate the deep stabilizing system. And if we facilitate the deep stabilizing, we facilitate uprighting throughout the spine, we facilitate joint centration. So if we find the right amount of resistance or load, and I like the kettlebell just because of the, the way that the ring sits in the hand and, the, and it creates a better synergy, a better feel. With the Czech getup, the play on the Turkish getup is because DNS and use of developmental kinesiology, and it was, I decided to call it the Czech getup. You can call <laughs> it developmental getup, whatever you, you want to call it. But what I started to do in the, the specific DNS active exercises, I started playing with the kettlebell and loading in each individual exercise. So, you know, the three month position, you know, five month sideline, seven month low oblique sit, eight month, and et cetera. So, I started playing with it in those individual positions. And I found that that resistance enhanced my ability to facilitate joint centration, deep stabilization. And it was a nice combination of mobility and stability. So it was a great kind of movement prep before I did any any other activity. Then I started to play, once I got comfortable with, with loading in the individual positions, I started to work the transition from three month to four month to five month, you know, to six months, et cetera. And those transitions, if I can maintain the synergy of stabilization and joint centration through through the, the transitions of each developmental sequence, I've found that that's where the real kind of magic happens in integrating into dynamic movement, into the sport, whatever it is that you do. Yeah. So that, that rolling, that's like limb differentiation, so yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> so hard. But it's, yeah, it's it's definitely not easy. There's definitely you have to have awareness and you have to develop the feel. And if you can do that, if you can develop the feel of activation, centration, and synergy, then you get the integration into the subcortical, and that's where it starts to become automatic. So it's it's part of that that learning process. And the the video that you talk about, Maggie Rintala, who's my wife, you know, she's she's much stronger than me. She moves much better than me. So if, if you watch that video and maybe you'll put the link up for people, but uh, I'll put it, I'll put the she, link in the show notes. Yeah. She makes it look easy. Her background, she's a strength and conditioning specialist. She's also, she danced professionally in modern dance. Mm. So basically she's trained movement all her life and she has <laughs> that, that natural ability. So with the, with the check get up, we're following the developmental sequence more specifically. And the goal is to facilitate or enhance the synergy of deep stabilization and joint centration. So you could still, you can, you know, I think Turkish getup is great. It's, it's kind of, it's simpler to, well, it's kind of simpler to do. The movements are a little more basic, but I'll, I'll usually play around with both. If I want to, I'll find the max, my maximum with the check getup. But if I want to load more and if I want to challenge myself, you know, as far as the amount of weight that I get, then maybe I switch over to the, the Turkish getup. I find the Turkish getup, you can muscle through. Like you can't muscle right, through right. the Czech getup, basically. That Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of the point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You recently had a course on rock tape, which we've had an instructor on Muscle Medicine Podcast, Megan Helwig. So it was DNS, rock tape, and IntelliSkin, which is like a shirt that kind of holds you up in good posture. Right. So um, that, what, yeah, go ahead. That, that course 
hasn't actually happened yet. It's oh. in, in two weeks. Oh, so if, if anybody's interested, there's <laughs> a few spots still open. So with that, so what, what we're doing is we're taking the concepts and principles of DNS. This, we're we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about the concepts of kinesio tape. And we'll talk about the concepts of IntelliSkin with Dr. Tim Brown, who developed the IntelliSkin. With the IntelliSkin shirt, the way that the stitching is, the way the material is, it helps facilitate that joint centration and helps enhance that deep stabilization. So it's it's a more it's something that you can take on and off. So usually what I'll do, and that the other person that we're having present is Steve Capabianco, who's with Rock Tape, and he'll be talking about those the, those concepts and principles. So what we're going to do is we'll go through the basic concepts and principles of DNS. We'll go into the assessments, and then with the assessment, we'll go through the assessment. We'll see the insufficiencies. We'll learn how to cue or facilitate correction, but then we'll have Steve Capabianco come in with kinesio tape or rock tape and have different ways on how to facilitate better activation. And then we'll also have Dr. Tim Brown come in with IntelliSkin. So we'll be utilizing kinesio tape and IntelliSkin to, based on what we see with the assessments, We'll use that to facilitate ideal stabilization and joint centration. And then we will progress. We'll have the specific case studies, different athletes coming in, but we're also going to show how to utilize kinesio tape and IntelliSkin with the active exercises. Also another way to en enhance everything. So I like the integration. That's kind of one of my themes with a lot of the courses that I do. And having the ability to have, you know, Dr. Coffey Bianco and Dr. Brown come in with their expertise in those specific, you know, with those specific materials and with the tape and the IntelliSkin shirts is like a double bonus. It's like so, perfect for anyone who sits all day, which is exactly. like 90% yeah. of us. <laughs> yeah. So it, it gives you yeah. more tools to address those insufficiencies that, that we're seeing. Got it. And you're also one of the few people, and there's not a lot of people who go to Prague and hang out with Collage and his whole team. <laughs> right. I, I have not gone to Prague yet. You need to get there. I, yeah. What, yeah. if for those of us who have not gone and people who are like, what's going on in Prague with the Prague school? What, if you were right. given a glimpse versus like a normal kind of course, in the States, what's different? Prague is, in my opinion, it's kind of magical. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. And you have the rehabilitation hospital, Charles University, where Professor Collage runs the rehabilitation program. So they do have the individual courses in Prague, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them are in English. So you can always go over and take an individual course, like either one of the clinical courses or one of the specific exercise sport courses. But Prague is every couple of years, we have an instructor meeting where we go and we hang out with the whole crew and the Prague school PTs, which my opinion, they're some of the best PTs in the world. And we talk about, we discuss, you know, uh, improving on our, the teaching, um, the course material and, kind of having an idea of how we want to progress and, and communicate DNS. 
going to Prague, one beautiful city to the quality of instruction you get from a, a Prague therapist, the depth of knowledge is unmatched. I call them, they're kind of like the Jedis. <laughs> <laughs> so that just being able to have a, a course with them is, is special, but then to have it in Prague is another bonus. If you do the clinical series of courses, A, B, C, the D certification course, you have to go to Prague. It's a seven day kind of immersion with the Prague PTs. A lot of times the U.S. instructors or international instructors are there helping as well. It's definitely highly recommend it. It just boosts your knowledge base and ability to apply DNS. And it's just a great experience with the city and just being there where it kind of, where it, where it all began. Magical. <laughs> yes, magical. And so we're, we're going to drop in the show notes your, the course is coming up in two weeks, Maggie's mm-hmm. YouTube video, but where can people find you? Because you do post lots of great videos on social. I do have a YouTube channel as well. And I'll, I'll, I'll send you all that, that info. Yeah. Maybe you can post What's your it. YouTube so channel called? Michael Rentala DC. Perfect. The <laughs> same with the my Facebook page. Instagram is Rintala underscore movement flow. And a lot of videos there as well. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Perfect. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't I haven't d- dove into Twitter. It's like I don't have any more time. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not visual enough. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. Cool. And then if people are in San Diego, they can find you at your clinic. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, my, you can go to my website too, and I'll, I'll send oh, you that one as awesome. well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so, thank yeah, you so it, much. Thank you. And yeah, any, you got to get out here. I'd love to have you. <laughs> um, you need to get to Prague. Definitely. I know. I know. Next yeah. on the list on the list. Awesome. Cool. Thank cool. you so much. <laughs> thank you. Yep. Bye. That's a wrap. I have two truths that I fully believe in. First, to be 1% better every single day. And second, all feedback is good feedback because it helps us grow. Why do I say this? If you're enjoying these conversations and you find this is adding value, send us some love by subscribing to Muscle Medicine Podcast on iTunes. And if you wanna share your voice with the world and scream it from the rooftops and tell your friends, Or you can just give us a little feedback so we can grow by rating and reviewing Muscle Medicine on iTunes. Thank you guys. So much gratitude. Dr. Emily Kybert here.